Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. starting pitchers on the twins i'm a little worried i'm a little worried you know i was i was reading i was there was this article that I, w- I was reading that um will inform a little bit of what we discussed later but uh twins are gonna have to sign somebody i mean it's such a twinsy move right it's like here we are we gotta get some rentals for the starting pitching and we wonder why we don't have playoff success yeah you just finally had some playoff success and instead of being like, okay, hey, let's use that as a building block, it's like, no, that means that we don't have to win another playoff series here for another 20 years. <laughs> I think the most interesting thing to me, though, is this this epic division rivalry that's shaping up of uh, Kenta Maeda going to the Tigers. What, what is this? Yeah, what's what this about? SOB? <laughs> Doesn't he understand the rivalry? Like, I mean, No, he does not. <laughs> Well, and then, uh, but you've seen the other. Sonny Gray went down the river, down to St. Louis. I'm, I, that that's fine, though. Why? Right? I mean, we're not, we're gonna see less of Sonny Gray. Oh, oh, oh! In that sense, yes, absolutely. But Sonny Gray is the um, he is the more twinsy pitcher. Of he's gonna he's gonna be able to show up for 165 innings. You can probably pencil that in. Kenta Maeda, really good innings. When he's pitching and healthy, very rarely healthy and pitching. <laughs> they're exactly, I mean, on some level, they're, it's, they follow the perfect blueprint, which is like, hey, who's a guy that's been injured recently and we can give him a little bit less money and roll the dice? And sometimes it works and sometimes you get Chris Paddock. Yeah. Yeah. How many <laughs> innings has he pitched in a Twins uniform? I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know the number. So I guess the tar- the natural target to me, who we will probably mention later, would be Marcus Stroman. Oh, that is. He looks oh wait, he looked perfect in a twins uniform. Let's briefly discuss how we're at kind of I would say the the slowest part of baseball. A little bit of free agents. And I think one thing that we haven't talked about at all recently is that the NBA is going on right now. Oh, yeah. You want to talk NBA? I would love to briefly talk NBA. And you know why I want to talk NBA. It's because I believe I believe we've officially made it to the Wolves' best start ever. Wow. There you go. Would you rather have uh, Ant or KG? Um, Ant's what, 21, 22? He totally has the kind of like Derrick Rose vibe to him of like everybody is season. blowing smoke out <laughs> oh. his ass. And then he's going to get hurt. And then we're never going to see him the same. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah, one, one good season. Yeah. No, there's, there's no way that the Wolves actually have a proper franchise player. Oh no! Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Ant is a franchise player right now, but is sure you know will he be so in five years? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, a, a great question. Great hey, question. and if Gobert wants to be there, more power to him. Hey, one more, one more game, and we, if we want, if we had one more win, we'd be tied with the C's. Yeah. Well, what, where are we at on Porzingis? When he's healthy, he's good. <laughs> okay. Has right. has just, he ever not been? Just wanted to take just wanted just wanted to take a real quick temperature. He's check. the Celtics <laughs> version of Kenta Maeda. 
<laughs> I just, I we you know hadn't even mentioned the fact that he's on the Celtics before, so I just needed to take a really quick temperature check. That's it is, it, it is it turn it, turning on or seeing it, it, a clip, and you're like, whoa, who's that big white guy? It's like, oh yeah, it's Chris Apport is seeing us. I would have been really excited if this was eight years ago. I don't know when. when. Yeah, on the pod, we are gonna continue the two early 2024 predictions. This week, making the case for different pitchers, taking a look at some of the projections, starting pitchers. Let me let me be be clear here. So I'm gonna have you pop this up for a second, uh, pop up the the predictions. I also gave you last year's starting pitcher stats so that you can have a think about have a think about those. And I thought maybe it's probably best for us to generally focus on free agents, with the idea that those are the guys who these predictions are most likely to be wrong for. Mm. So. Maybe let's maybe let's circle back and see, maybe. see what we think. Who knows? Well, I mean, again, fundamentally, our predictions are based on past performance. And if you're if you're changing teams, that's that's all automatically like a big break, right? <laughs> In the past performance yeah, yeah, link. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I think it means a lot less for a pitcher than it does for a hitter. Do you think so? Oh yeah. He's so much more independent. A pitcher is more independent of the rest of the team. Except for the catcher. But yeah. Well, there's a, yes, there's a catcher. There's a stadium, right? Those are the two biggest, I think, biggest factors. I think, think the stadium. Think the stadium's a big deal. I I, I don't want to I don't want to undersell the stadium. But but I the stadium you, changes guess. for the hitters too, right? But yeah. where they are oh, in the okay. batting order, okay. and who is in that batting order with them, and like what are their expectations on the defensive side? I think those three things matter more than a change of catcher because there's very few catchers. There are very few catchers that are good enough, like Yadi Molina circa 07, that really means something. And there are very few yeah. catchers that are so bad that they're um, like Gary Sanchez, who like meaningfully <laughs> impact the pitcher's performance. Oh, poor Gary negatively. Sanchez. But yeah. Okay. Fine. All right. Then then maybe maybe you'll find that all these lines are perfect. Oh, my let's, gosh. Let's, Chris Bassett. Let me tell you what's going on with the numbers that you're seeing right now. Um, I asked you early last week, uh, how should we how should we normalize these by innings pitched, which is important because our predictions, as we've talked about extensively, work based on rates. Mm-hmm. So then we need to multiply everything through by a denominator. Um, and I said, well, I've just been using last year's and last year's innings pitched. And you said, what has a better, <laughs> what has a better correlation coefficient? R squared. Just assuming... 165 innings for starting pitchers or using last year's innings pitched and it is conclusively last year's innings pitched actually really did you try like 180 one so I, I scanned through i scanned through all of space essentially you end up with a substantially weaker correlation no matter how you no matter how you tweak um the the fixed innings pitched versus assuming last year's and this was going from 2022 into 2023 mm. so again we're making the assumption that this will hold 2023 into 2024 okay uh and i see that you, you didn't turn down the twins bias here with pablo lopez being number 14 twins uh, bias sunny gray's number 11 positive sunny gray's number 11 <laughs> you, you skipped right over sunny gray sunny gray what? no not number 11 number 10 is number ten? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Skipped, skipped right over that one, man. Well, also, he's no longer twins. I don't know how fast the, the coefficient. It must be based on 20, <laughs> uh, 2022 yeah. innings pitched. Uh, look, Chris Bassett, 16 wins last year, 3.6 ERA. But should he be top ten? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, 
but I think when you look at this, actually, you can make a case for a lot of these other guys not being top 10. Because I'm looking like, okay, who should we swap in? And sure, Blake Snell's performance this past year, Cy Young, great. But the model Still Blake Snell. Blake Snell has been quite don't bad. Don't trust Blake Snell. <laughs> in recent history. Like, don't don't be tricked here. Um, and there's other guys that haven't been crowned yet in the sense in the sense of, like, George Kirby. Yeah, George Kirby uh, can't Logan possibly Gilbert. say, we lived through a year of Sandy Alcantara. Logan yeah. Gilbert, also we can't. And then Aaron Nola is also... Aaron Nola is, like, at the right spot, number 18. Like, yeah, he's a second-tier starting pitcher. Merrill Kelly, also a second-year starting pitcher. Yeah. Um, Max Scherzer has entered that point part of his career so i guess yeah. i mean a serious question to you is i gave you two guys who maybe shouldn't be in the top 10 in the sense of chris bass and sunny gray who are you going to swap in i mean look at these 11 gosman. through 20 gosman is, is a definite he's going to go in he, he should be number eight i mean framber valdez already is a little bit i mean it's sort of except framber valdez and luis castillo are both like oh really but bold it's like if another analyst is like "Ooh, those fantasy tools are really hot on framber valdez and luis castillo it's like that's a take whereas like someone else chris bassett yeah someone else is looking at chris bassett ranking they're like what the fuck is wrong with those guys (laughs) i think i think one thing we should do is that this is currently i would say the rankings are more baseball favored in the sense yeah. like <laughs> this is what you want this is what you want your baseball player to do and they're not fantasy forward so we should we need to tweak the value formula so that a guy with under 200 k's like okay a guy with chris bassett is just not as valuable as well our ranking yeah our ranking system right? here is not really picking up the actual value and that's why yes the two pitchers that are one, uh, under 190 and even logan webb shouldn't really be in there either um yeah, I would say Kevin Gosman should be in the top 10. I mean, I think it would be bold to say it, but, I mean, Pablo Lopez makes more sense as a, saying he's a top 10. Freddie Peralta would be another, like, really bold one to say. Either Kirby or Gilbert, pick pick your poison, would be fun. Probably not Gilbert. For, for top 10. Um, yeah, I – okay. So, I mean, you just gave me a bunch of guys. So, let's, let's, um, let's, put, a couple, let's put a couple numbers to this here in terms of, in terms of over-unders here. Um, you so you do you like the Kevin Gossman line, and you just think that our value is off, or is there something that you think is wrong with the Kevin Gossman line? We're predicting 226 Ks, 3.26 ERA, 1.17 WHIP, 13 win. I think that line is great, and that should be a okay. top ten pitcher. I'd rather have okay. 226 Ks to Chris Bassett's 189, and I think that the difference in he's got a better ERA. He's got a worse whip, you know. The wh- so that whip, I will tell you, and in terms the, of like the wins, I don't think the wins matter. So okay, so we, so what you're sa- what you're telling me is that maybe it's more interesting for us to work on like what is proper pitcher value curve yeah. today. <laughs> so you would say that we should seriously upweight K's, yes, and seriously downweight wins, yes, and then maybe leave the ERA and whip alone. I think whip is a little bit overvalued because. The distribution in general is pretty narrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why so like, we'd be like, oh, Chris Bassett, 1.12 whip. And Kevin Gosman is 1.17. I also think Kevin Gosman is far more likely to get a 1.17 whip or better than Chris Bassett. Get back to 1.12. So the model, model though, is actually confused about Kevin Gosman's whip. Because if you also look, we also give you the uncertainty column here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 0.24. Um, a 0.24 
uncertainty in in whip is is pretty big yeah not small <laughs> not small i mean eclipsed only by a guy like george kirby that we're really struggling because we have a, a small track record not, not much of a track record right so george kirby 1.13 whip 0.35 well dispersion. but there's Aaron Nola right there he's like hey guys like come talk about me because i i don't know what my whip is going to be this year either but Aaron Nola, I think, is an interesting... The reason Aaron Nola got pushed down here is because he's the first guy with an ERA over four. Yeah. Well, 200 Ks. Four ERA. Um, <laughs> that sounds like Aaron Nola. So I guess, I mean, my worry here is that I'm looking at guys like, like you know, doing this a little bit by eye. Dylan Cease, who we're projecting for 213 Ks, and we currently have ranked number 34. I kind of like that number. Oh, <laughs> so I know. How don't. far up should we... Oh, you man. You think Dylan Cease is... You think Dylan Cease is better than that? Yeah. Put in the bet box. How much? Oh, over under 33.5. I'm going to take he is under as in as a higher ranking at the end of 2023 than. In in fantasy? In fantasy. Okay. So we have done Dylan Cease a big favor by giving him a 3.81 ERA this year. Sure. Do you remember his, his ERA was four point nearly 4.6 yeah you know how bad that team you know what team he's still on this year. <laughs> i i do know but i think that there's something different um as someone who's watched a team vacillate between uh it being a world series contender talked about as a world series contender to clearly not like and maybe on the fringe of the playoffs to like clearly out of it there's a different mindset that a pitcher can be in and Dylan Cease was clearly trying to put the world on his shoulders, and that the committee is has said that this is some sophomore slump. So I think he's coming back. I we need to bet box on this because I strongly think that Dylan Cease is not going to have a good year. Then there you and go. I, then you put you gave me what you think he's going to do. I'm giving you a half a spot. So um, oh, under under what ranking system are you talking about here? CBS. I would just like to point out that he. In 177 innings this year, he had 172 hits. <laughs> like, There's that hits. Yeah. Well, his whip. You, we have him as a 1.31 whip. So that's. And we are being generous. We, <laughs> Let we me are. tell you. Fine. This is. I think right. that I think that okay. that's the kind of year that you can just throw right out. Okay. I mean, our we we explicitly do not do that in our model. So. I know. I know. That's why we're. This is. These are the cherry picking the examples. Wait, so is it in the bat box, or are you? Yep, in yeah, the bat okay. box. 33.5. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Jesus Luzardo, starting pitchers, is a guy that's gonna get that's gonna get value bump from us because we have him forecast for two hundred and four Ks, and surprisingly, I think he got two hundred and eight this year, which is like totally sneaky. Where did I'm sorry? Where did when did you get two hundred and eight strikeouts? <laughs> I yeah I know I don't I don't know how I wish, it happened. I really wish I'd, I drafted you this year. Um, so I mean this value here, and he's only going to go up if we upweight K's. This value here means that we're going to be drafting Jesus Luzardo. <laughs> well, why not? Isn't he part of the reason that the that Miami was willing to get rid of Pablo? He he is yeah yeah so, absolutely. But I think Miami has shown us what they want to do with him. It's a pitcher's ballpark. I'm saying this is. I think this one is going to be quite aggressive. Are you saying that you think is he is he going to get a more than 204 Ks? He had 208 this year. Uh, yeah, I think he might, but he also might not. I, I'm fine with that. What is their standard deviation of 14? That sounds about right. Um, I know. It's, no, I, I'm cool with are... him going up in the ranks and and um, 
by us weighting strikeouts more heavily. I think that's fine. Though there are a couple guys below that have over 200. Not too many, I guess. To me, I was looking at a lot the other guys that aren't sophomore slump candidates but are, are free agents that are down here lower innings pitched. I mean, I'm looking at Eduardo Rodriguez. He's going to get signed by somebody. Oh, God. I mean, don't do not care. We haven't forecast higher. We haven't forecast right after Seth Lugo, free agent Seth Lugo, and right before free agent Lucas Giolito. <laughs> Which one do you want of those three? Which one, I mean, I know I Lucas think... Giolito makes the most like sense in a Twins uniform, but which one do you think is going to do best for fantasy? I think there's a I think there's a good chance that if Seth Lugo lands on the right team, mm-hmm. he could be a really workable fantasy option. He's going to be cheap. Same. I I, I agree. I think that Seth Lugo is the most interesting if he ends up on, I don't know, if he ended up on Baltimore or... Yeah, that um, that would be fun. I mean, your team would be fun. I'd If I were you guys, I'd rather have Seth Lugo than Lucas Giolito or Eduardo Rodriguez. He's going to be much cheaper. I I agree with that. So I think, I actually think that we did okay so far in the rankings. But Seth Lugo is going to go down relative to Lucas. He's going to end up under Lucas Giolito in value according to us, unless we go in and change his innings pitched. Uh, change his innings pitched. We could. I, I mean, I think that's more likely. That I think he would be more likely bumped upwards. I agree with that. And he's kind of in this the first guy in the tier of this 140-ish. Do you want to keep this throughout that we're using last year's innings pitched? Or are we going to no, try to no, no, no. We need, call some information so from others? We'll do the exact same thing that we did this year, which was we forecast rotations we basically we said who's mm. the who are the best okay but you know, what what is the pitching order once lo, once rosters stabilize a little bit yeah. and that worked that worked it worked, surprisingly it worked, worked well. pretty well yeah and but we're still using last year's innings pitched as a factor but it's downweighted yeah so it's a, it what happens is it's a, a pri- proprietary blend we tell everybody what the blend is of of you know straight up last year's innings pitched and what you would expect an ace for a team to get yeah effectively the guy that you the guy that you know you give the ball to repeatedly on the under most important circumstances just gets more innings in general that's just true (laughs) and then you know it goes it goes so on and so forth and it's really important when you get to the four and five guys who are the guys where their rotation gets skipped (laughs) their spot in the rotation gets skipped randomly you know they're the ones who are most likely not to actually get the full innings compliment Right. right 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 And that, yeah. Okay. That makes total sense. That'll be good. I mean, like, what, what's Taiwan Walker doing up here? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. That's like, Well, Zach we Eflin gotta... is an interesting one, too, right? Is he, are we going to, he's rightfully like the third pitcher on that team, but. Yeah. A third pitcher doesn't get 177 in. Uh, not, not regularly. That's not, that's not a common one. Um, do you think, I, I think Zach Eflin, of all the people to get, a bunch of innings. I think Zach Eflin is the guy who could get that many innings. You think he could get that many innings again? I do. Yeah, no, I, that's the, the one that I want to put you on the on notice for. What, where where are you here? What in terms of ranking? Is that about right for him? You think? I I think I think on balance, twenty three is an acceptable place to have Zach Eflin. Could I do a what is it? Let's say that so that is round. End of round two, start of round three, right? Depending if you're 12 or 10. Team. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. This later. is an overall ranking. Right, of course. Yeah. Um, okay. Is he outside of pitcher 
uh, starting pitcher 18 and 28. Is this ADP or is this ADP? Um, I think people are going to really talk themselves into Zach Eflin. So I think he's, yeah, I think he's up there. You think he's, so you think that he's in within that range that I just gave you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Can I take outside of that range? Yeah, of course. That's lovely. That's a great big box. There will not be rounding. (laughs) Of ADP. It, if it is, it could. If it is seventeen point nine, you're not getting it. That could that could solidly go go either way yeah. here. Everybody has loved Zach Allen, and it's finally he did it. Yeah, I know. Even if you, I, if you listen back to our discussions about forecasting innings pitched, we ranked, we said Merrill Kelly was more likely to be the innings eater ace on that team. Finally, Zach Gallen responded. He did. <laughs> responded personally to us and said, hey. Responded personally, hey, yeah. 210 I am the ace pitch. on this team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it again, though. I'll take Merrill Kelly over Zach Gallen for innings pitched next year. <laughs> I mean, Merrill Kelly, enormous bright spot on our TGFBI team. Yeah. Well, A, first year that he doesn't have, that he has a DL stint, and yeah. Zach Gallen doesn't. Yeah. Well, did you take Merrill Kelly or Zach Gallen more innings pitched this year? This year, Merrill Kelly. Then there is no bet there. Merrill Kelly's he's proved he's proved his durability. I I think modulo little yeah, issue yeah. this year. Wait, back to Wade Miley. Made Wade Miley just all the key signatures of a twin signing. Ugh. He has uh here here are some of his teams recently: Milwaukee, Chicago, uh-huh. Cincinnati. I mean, he's ready for Minnesota. So just to be clear, we forecast him for he only pitched 120 innings and. He had 85. We forecast him for 85 strikeouts. Like I said, Twins pitcher. <laughs> that, <laughs> but at three, I mean, again, this is Brooklyn Park. Wade you think he'll live in Brooklyn Park? Oh, probably. Wade Miley is a guy who gets who's going to get massively downweighted by our rescaling because well, he could he's downweight being a little up bit. Right he now. might be more effective. He's being he's being propped up right now by a 3.22 ERA forecast and a 1.18 WHIP, and those are numbers that are, are quite good. Yeah, but I yeah 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 no it's it's gonna be perfect for him to downweight. I think that about brings us to the review session. Wilmer Flores, how are we gonna get five minutes out of this conversation? Uh, we start by just admitting that we shouldn't do five minutes on this conversation. But actually, I was I was thinking about that. There actually bizarrely is a reason to talk to Wilmer Flores because San Francisco Giants not the worst team this year and he bats basically third <laughs> for them insanely okay his stats this year 126 games so you, you'd love to see that number up a little bit in that time he's got 23 home runs somehow only 60 RBIs and 51 runs out of that zero stolen bases no surprise there and a 284 average um so apart he just basically what I find surprising about this is that he's not converting 23 home runs into better counting stats yeah, that's just, overall. That's insane. But if he, if he it, bets so high, well, he's batting third. I know. It's like you should you should not be with 23 home runs, batting third. You should not be getting only 60 RBIs. It just shouldn't happen. Man, that team is bad. Offensively, that but team what, is bad. What, what happened? They were not bad. <laughs> they were lucky. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Oh, totally. Who are these guys? I'm looking at the batting order. Who are they? Mike Yastrzemski? You you love Mike Yastrzemski. I like Mike Yastrzemski as a number you eight. You love Mike Yastrzemski. Okay. Mitch Hanniger, um, like Sure, but I think but like a guy like Lamont Wade Jr. Is, doesn't He does not doesn't mean anything pickle. to you? No. Okay. I don't want him. All right. Don't like him. Tyro Estrada. I mean, these Austin are guys. Austin Slater. Say what you will about San Francisco, but they gave these guys 
really long leashes. <laughs> These guys yeah. batting at the top of the order. Almost there. Yeah, what what are they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's a weird. It's a I I had not the funny thing is that we're going to be back in this order next week, but uh looking at this batting order, I I just didn't appreciate what San Francisco was doing this year. You didn't pay attention because you didn't have any. I mean, how many Giants were on your team? But but these are all guys. It's funny because this team is like all guys that have been around the fantasy block. Like Michael Conforto was on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacques Peterson was on this team. Yep. I mean, <laughs> Mitch Haniger, sure. Lamont Wade Jr. has to be owned because he's batting leadoff on a team that isn't, you know, that isn't the athletics. Right. right, right, right. But even the athletics, I go across the bay and uh, he's ownable. <laughs> Uh, so nothing about this is intriguing. The fact that he got twenty three home runs doesn't you know doesn't mean anything to you. He bats two eighty four. I mean, these are basically. Thank you very much. I don't want to own it. I the, don't. I do not think that you're. You do not have a winning fantasy team if he is a um if he is a starter on your team. Oh sure, but we're also talking about you know we're we're recording the the fortieth podcast of the year, which means that this is the fortieth. Yeah, but we've also had a couple guys that recently that have some upside. Sure, but but it was okay. I guess your point is Wilmer Flores is thirty two. What are you expecting to get out of him? Weirdly, weirdly, twenty twenty three is arguably his best counting season. I mean, more most home runs that he's ever hit in a season. Yeah, I I'm best, surprised that he got twenty three home runs. Not quite, but close. So my my real problem with th- this is. Where does he go in the batting order? Like this team needs someone, anyone to quote Smash Mouth. I want someone, anyone. And what happens to Wilmer Flores? The, the, he is occupying the spot that that batter should be sitting in. Sure. So your your argument is that right? If San Francisco makes the moves that they need to make to have a good team, Wilmer Flores is not part of that. Sure. Wilmer Flores is is not in a in a position to capitalize from that, right? But I think. I mean, but Wilmer Flores, well, big ifs if he can sustain these power numbers, but you would love to have that. San Francisco would love to have that batting number seven, which, of course, torpedoes his fantasy value completely. Right. But, I mean, could he do that? Like, yeah, would you put him – he's got, like, number six hitter written all over him. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they would be happy if they did that. Who would they have there this year? J.D. Davis? I mean, that's – Wasn't J.D. Davis at Met as well as Conforto? Are they following each other around? Well, and you know who else was a Met? <laughs> Wilmer Flores. <laughs> yeah, famously uh, cried when he was told he was leaving. Yes, J.D. Davis was a Met. Oof. Some people just are like, oh, I got to stay in orange, right? Next stop, prison. <laughs> um, yeah. What's I mean, the over-under that you want to say here for Wilmer Flores? Uh, well, I think the home runs are the interesting thing because if he does get 23 home runs again – He's a guy, especially in 120 games, he's a guy that it's like he's going to be on the waiver wire. You're going to see him and think, hmm, I wonder if I should try and get a home run out of him this week. So what, 19.5 over under? Well, I take over on that. You're going to take over on that? What do we have, Matt? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we have him forecast astoundingly for 25 home runs if he gets 600 plate appearances, which he probably won't. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to get Yeah, but that's – So uh, 24.5, you're taking the over? No. No, okay. because I would say he's, he's not going to get above 500 plate appearances. So, you know, you got to downweight that to 20. So I think 19 and a half is a good number. I'll take, I'll still take the 19 number. and a half. Okay. What is, where are we setting the plate appearances at? Are we setting plate appearances or games? Get, he's got, got to get above. We can do, 
games. He's got to get above 125, I think. Same numbers. Okay. I'm in. I'm taking the under. Fair enough. I I, I heard I that. do not think that this is we're going to, this is going to be someone that pays out. I think that I'm going to do the you know, the bet is going to be returned to us unrealized. Um, Fair enough. Which I guess is sometimes that's the one. Who are we doing next week? We're going to talk about Brandon Belt. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments at... Uh, send- <laughs> Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah, it's still